The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome out there, all of you intentional spirits. And I hear so many great things from so many of you and those of you that post me or message me on Facebook. Uh, just love hearing your feedback, love hearing about your favorite shows that you love on Unity Online FM, Unity FM Radio. We truly are a voice for a changing world. And I love the opportunity, as you know, to to interview, hold space, sit with um great authors that are here and make the world a better place because they are here, that they have this tremendous intentionality of through life experience, they have become intentional spirits and teaching other people how to be so. Our guest today is no different, and yet she is very different. Her name is Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. And she has a book by Hay House, one of our favorite publishers on the planet. And it's called Percolate, Let Your Best Self Filter Through. It makes me want to not only have the book, but to have a good cup of coffee to go with it. Welcome to our show, Elizabeth. So glad you're here. Hello. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I love what you said, Voice for a Changing World. That's, That's what that. it's about, that. right? Yeah. That's what it's about. And and we know um, many of us that have our own newspaper and our own 24-hour news check-in that the world is changing, that people are waking up, that things are improving. And um, and that's just the way it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you are a part of that. Um, for the benefit of our listening audience, um, Elizabeth, how did you uh, get into work? When you were a little girl, did you say, I want to be a Hay House author one day and talk to people on radio about percolating? I mean, how? where did you start? That's funny that you, that you just asked that. I actually, I kind of did in a way. I, I remember being a kid in kindergarten that could read already, so I went into kindergarten reading, and I, I spent a good 
spare portion of time teaching the other kids to read. And um, so I loved to read and write as a tiny kid. And um, I remember in third grade, Mrs. Shear, actually, sorry, it was fourth grade, Mrs. Shear said, uh, one day, kiddo, you're going to be a writer. And it always sort of stuck with me. I, I, I strayed from, you know, all that through my life. I'm 46 now. Um, and, you know, I had some off-ramps and some on-ramps and all that good stuff that people have during the course of their life. But it, it's so cool. You said Hay House is your favorite. Well, they're my favorite, too. And, and um, it's cool to have a book out there and um, have it hopefully resonate with people. Grab that cup of coffee and, mm-hmm. and learn to make change. Mm, absolutely, and and for the record, since we'll, we're live, I'll also say that my other favorite publisher would be the one where my book is, and that's Health Communications. Yes, <laughs> so absolutely. That would be nice for me to share that. I'm just saying, you know, I'm I'm looking at your your uh, bio, and I'm looking uh, with a little bit about you. And I'm saying, you know, it's very interesting because you hear so many people say, not just women, but people in general say, you know, you can't do it all or you can't have it all. Um, you just can't because, you know, you can only focus on, on so many things. But I'm, I'm looking at you're the mom of four, um, entrepreneur, uh, accomplished in leadership, personal development. For 20 years, you've been doing this work, and you're, I see you're ranked top 40 social CEOs on Twitter. That's impressive. And I'm like, okay, well, you seem to have it, have it going on. Um, some days, and some days I just completely shut it off, <laughs> like everybody does. <laughs> and I think that's the balance. That's, that's the most important thing, because you can, I think you can read a list I write. I read other people's lists and think the same thing. Wow, look at all the stuff they've done. And I think it's really important to um, remember I'm 46, you know, coming up on 50, and that's like a lifetime of things, and not everything all at once. And um, so I think it's important to know that, you know, sometimes I, like, um, like this past weekend, I made a batch of chocolate chip cookies and entered them into the county fair, and they took first place ribbon. Nothing to do with work, nothing to do with anything, just something I love to do. And um, do you know what I mean? Just just totally, yeah. totally different. And so, it, you know, on any given day, you're, you know, you focus on what's important to you that day. And, yes. Um, yeah. Or you so focus on what's in front of you, right? You focus yeah. on what's in in front of you and um, and what you feel is calling you that's uh, on your path and and. On your steps, how were you guided? Of course, you have the background. Your teacher, um, unlike some of our teachers, my teacher told me I was never gonna, told my parents I was never going to amount to anything because I talked too much. So she kind of missed my calling. <laughs> Sounds like your teacher was a little bit more intuitive. Um, that being said, how did how did you from that awareness? Why did the title of this particular book grab you? And, and the passion around writing it. Well, the, I, I'm, a, I'm an allergy, um, a severe allergy, allergic reaction survivor. Um, I've almost died twice. And on the second can allergic reaction... Reac- can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Sure, yes. I, um, I'm allergic to 
I, I wasn't born with this. I developed after pregnancies, after my second pregnancy. Um, I became uh, life-threateningly, <laughs> I don't know if that's a word or not, allergic to nuts, peanuts, fish, and shellfish. And wow. um, nearly, nearly died after eating a bag of almonds. And it really made me question what I was doing. And that started percolate, just made me kind of question what kind of life I was leading and all these things. And that started percolate, you know, I just sort of started percolating then and um, made, it, made a couple giant changes in my life. I got divorced, I moved, I quit my job, I did all these things all, all at kind of once within a year's time frame, got remarried, did all these things. And um, long story short, we moved to Maine in 2004 and shortly after moving, my dad had a stroke and um, had a series of strokes, and um, I was flying back and forth between Maine and Minnesota in 2004. Um, my parents have been married 40 years. A lot of it was to try and keep my mom alive, too, because she was so horribly sad with everything that was going on. And my dad, longer story shorter, <laughs> my dad lived, and um, he was in a rehab facility, and they were doing some tests on him, and one of them was a speech test and a memory test, and they did this, it was an alphabet test, and they did, they asked him, like, if I say the word A, a what word, the letter A, what word comes to mind, uh, B, and so forth, and he said aardvark, and then he said benevolence, courage, determination, excellence, F was, F was a swear word, all these different things that meant, they were just so inspirational, and I took up my journal, and I wrote percolate, ABCs of life, and so the book really started there. It had been percolating, but it, I began to really write it right there. Mm. That's a wonderful story. It has a lot of personal meaning for you as as well. So in your book, you, you address this topic that so many people sugarcoat called, you know, fear. Uh, in your life and in your experiences, I've, I see that um, as Miss Iowa, uh, you took on a topic even back then that a lot of people were avoiding. Uh, I just celebrated 28 years of sobriety, by the way. And um, I could have really used your talk, I think, back then. I don't know if I would have heard it. But that being said, that was a topic back then that, you know, a number of people weren't really, ta- they weren't talking about it. And yet you were addressing it head on and creating a campaign about not drinking and driving. Uh, think, don't, don't drive and drink campaigns. That's really, really, really cool. So how have you created um, that sense of, well, the fear is over there, but I just keep moving along. Can I go back to the chocolate chip cookies for a minute? You can I, go anywhere I, I you want. I introduced those into the conversation kind of for a reason, because mm-hmm. fear, you know, I, just simple, you know, baking, right? Right. Um, there, was a lot, there was a lot of fear to bake cookies and take them up to be entered into something, almost like a, a mm. fear that stopped me from baking them. In fact, I've wanted to do this for like five years and haven't, because I'm like, you know, what if they don't win? What You know, all the things we say to ourselves to kind of talk us out of doing something we kind of want to do. And it was for fun. It wasn't to win an award or anything like that. It was mostly just for fun, because I want to enter my cookies into the fair. And if you take that and you put it on a larger platform, fear can be very paralyzing, Mm. I think, anyway. You can can really do a number on yourself with fear talk. 
And I think that part of knocking fear down is pushing through, pushing through it and finding, you know, if you really listen to your gut and your heart and your soul, it doesn't really matter if the cookies won or not. It was fun to enter them. Mm-hmm. doesn't really, you know what I mean? It doesn't, let, let's use the radio show, for example, before we kept, got on the air, terrified. You know, I, I always do that. Whenever I go live on the radio, even my own show, there's butterflies everywhere. I'm like, oh, man, what if I say the wrong thing or the wrong word or the wrong whatever or, you know, don't know what's in my own book. You know, you have no idea what's going to happen. And But part of it is showing up. Mm. I think part of, oh. part of knocking fear down is showing up. And then you go from there. And I love it when other people um, are in on it, too, to, you know, to collaborate and be with you. And, you know, there's nothing more fun than hanging out on the radio with you. Well, (laughs) when you're in, when you're, yeah, when you're into that, when you're into that essence and, and you never know what's going to happen. You know, even if you show up in a moment in, in life with a script and you know exactly what's going to happen, you still don't know exactly what's going to happen. And I think that uh, part of that with people often that that fear is the is the we we go into our heads rather than our heart, don't heart. we? Um, yeah, exactly. Because when I- we're percolating from our heart, um, whatever it is, it will resonate at at whatever it it's supposed to do and you know be and stuff like that and um when my book first came out and they they drew from the media suggested questions you know they would contact me in advance and say do you want me to ask you these questions and i would go well not necessarily i'd rather just have a conversation <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> because, you know, I- yeah, I did that too. You know, I'm like, I wonder if she has questions to ask me today. And I'm like, no, we're just going to have a good, good old fashioned conversation and it'll go where it goes and it'll help who it helps. And, and, you know, that, that's the way it goes. But the one, you know, the one thing that, that I do every day to conquer fear is I, I kill it with and root it in, in gratitude. I, I root my whole being in gratitude. I'm such a, like a gratitude monster. And I think it comes from, uh, it's hard to teach gratitude, too, if pe- people aren't always familiar with it and stuff, so it's a practice. But where I learned gratitude was really nearly dying and kind of going from there and thinking and putting everything into perspective because some people, um, they, you know, not everybody, but, you know, we, we live our lives going and going and going and going and going, and sometimes we don't stop and just sort of smell the coffee. Mm. and. Be grateful for the simplest things. Like, I really am grateful for breathing. I know what it feels like to not be able to do that. And that sounds silly to some people. But being aware of your own breath is interesting and kind of going from there. Changes your whole outlook and perspective. And and I think that's a lot of the intentional um, awareness and all those things we try and teach people um, when you try and put that into practice. That's really that's really powerful. Well, I'm delighted that you wrote the book, and um, I know that uh, through the success of it already, so many other people are glad that you've written it as well, uh, because you have such a story that so many people can resonate with. And I 
what I really admire about you already in our, you know, almost 20 minutes together is I've had the good fortune of over five years interviewing a lot of people. And what I really notice about you that sets you apart is that you're, you're real and authentic, uh, in a deeper way. And that's, uh, really meaningful. If you're just coming on board with us, I'm talking to Elizabeth Hound, um, Hamilton Garina. She is a Hay House author. She has a lot to share. She has a great message, and she shares her blogs and different things she's doing in radio all over the world. You can go to elizhamilton.com and read all about her. I appreciate all of you tuning in. For those of you that love these kind of messages, you can join us at firstunity.org or visit my website at templehays.com. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you so much for being with us. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. 
If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. And we are talking with Elizabeth Hamilton Garina today. Her book is Percolate, Let Your Best Self filter through and that's exactly what she's done with this book she's offered her her best self uh, she's offered us ideas about coffee breaks about what literally percolating through life means and elizabeth you in one of your chapters i believe you said it's percolate for you talk about making mistakes why is that subject important to you well i I love to make mistakes, actually. I, I sometimes feel like I'm the queen of typo land as an author, and uh, I, I think we all learn from our mistakes. That sounds kind of what everybody says about mistakes. But one of the things, as, as you're percolating, per, the, the book is really intended for you to be able to pick up and go to any chapter and kind of learn something, whether you follow it from percolate point one to percolate point nine. But one of my favorites is point four, and it's called Grow from Bean to Brew. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just about growing. You know, let's say you want to change something about yourself. Um, like, let's say, I'll give an example. I'm working with a gal right now who um, called me and said, you know, I weigh over 300 pounds, and I want to change. I don't want to be this weight anymore. So since January, I've been working with her, and she's now lost over 105 pounds. And it has not all been perfect from January uh, you know, I think it was January, you know, the beginning of January to now September 30th. We, she's made mistakes. She's had a cupcake meltdown. She's, you know what I mean? She's, she's gained weight, lost weight, you know, everything. And so I think, you know, that's a, that's a real life example of how we, we, we're going to start to make a change and we're going to, you know, feel like we're going to blossom. Um, or brew up our boldest blend, or you know whatever, whatever we're going to do. You can coffee related, or gardening related, or whatever whatever metaphor you want to pick. But the important point is to know that when you make a change, or you know as as we're all learning all the time, we all make these m- mistakes. In fact, in Percolate, there's you know I'm a new author with Hay House. I make a ton of mistakes all the time, <laughs> and one of my one of the things I wanted to do was show that you could be a Hay House author and have typos in your book even. So there's one entire chapter of this book, starting on page 119, that is all typos. The whole Mm -hmm. thing is typos. And I remember when Hay House got the book, they were like, what the heck is this? (laughs) I said, no, 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 you got to leave it, you got to leave it. In fact, can you make it even worse? Make it so that, you know, can, you know, just really ham it up to the point where it's, like, so wrong, it's funny. You know, the, the things aren't punctuated right, things are spelled wrong, and everything. And it's to just really prove a point that just because you make a mistake or a failure or a typo or anything, the important point is that you're, you're being and doing and trying and um, learning. It, it's such a... Um... A limitation, a self-imposed limitation. I mean, we used to say many, many years ago in group therapy, there's a big difference between I make mistakes or I made a mistake versus I am the mistake. Oh, and yeah. 
often, you know, like you're saying, the person that sets out to lose weight, they slip one day. Okay, you slip one day, no big deal, get back on track tomorrow, be gentle with yourself, you know, love yourself and get back on track, no problem. But a lot of people, they go back to, once again, look at me. I said, you know, I was going to do it, and I made a mistake, and they get all into the guilt and all the shame with the background music, and, you know, (laughs) and then they don't go to pick it back up again. Um, And I... I love that you said, you know, oh, I made a mistake and I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I think that's one of the biggest things in life about anybody that is pursuing great things is you have to be comfortable with you make mistakes and, and learn to laugh at them, you know, because the people that live in the world of, well, I don't, I'm not comfortable making a mistake. Well, they, they don't do a whole lot. You know, they don't uh, reach outside of their boundaries. They're probably not people that want to help out in the community, you know, um, those kind of things because they're too afraid of, you know, they're going to make a mistake. I like to say um, if you're doing a lot and you're involved in a lot of things, of course you're going to make a mistake, but you don't have to let it last and you don't have to make it you. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, we're especially um, – for people, I, I like to talk to people who are writing books or singing that song out there or writing that poetry or painting or baking those cookies or whatever it is, because um, a lot of us have this creative side to us, and a lot of us try and quit our day job and make money at our creative side, and sometimes it's a hard, tough road. It's like this uphill battle that you're you know, just trying to constantly climb, and you're like, oh, I wish more books would sell or somebody would buy my cookies or you know, buy that painting or whatever it is that you're doing out there. And so many people judge success by the checkbook. Um, and I think that that's a, a kind of a mistake people might be making sometimes. Um, and so that's a lot about this chapter two is, and in the book is, you know, how are you defining success? Is, you know, for example, for me, um, the fact that the book is out there, that's, success to me. I'm happy with that. If it sells one copy or if it sells, sells a million copies, I'm good with whatever's going to happen. But the success for me was, wow, I did that. I, I, I wrote that book. And, um, you know, that, that type of thing. Or, um, but that goes back t- and ties directly into that gratitude practice. We're bringing it all the way back to the fact that, um, okay, um, you know, and, and self-love and self-worth and, and all those things. Like, so for my gal who's um, lost over 100 pounds now, she, again, like I was saying, she's made a lot of mistakes. And, um, she, but, you know, it's very interesting as she's, as she's changing and so forth with her clothes, her job, her creativity, her cooking, her, everything about her, there's this giant ripple effect just by starting off making this one change to, actually, you're going to hate this, it was to stop drinking so much coffee. <laughs> that was the one change we made. She was really tra- drinking a lot of coffee, like 12 cups of coffee a day, caffeinated. Wow, with the cream, that's the a lot of coffee. Thing. And we were like, okay, we love coffee. Yep, we love it. However, um, how about some water? And, um, you know, we so we we shifted her just ever so slightly and decreased the coffee a little bit. She still has her coffee and loves it. Um, But that one tiny little change to say, okay, we're going to stop doing this, 
made a giant impact of over 100 pounds now. And, and the ripples are everywhere from that. Oh, that's really cool. That's really great. Yeah, well, I, I too, I do love coffee. I, I, I wouldn't be um, standing in 12 cups a day because I would just be a rageaholic if I did that. But <laughs> yeah. um, I do love my morning coffee, that's for sure. I did give it up one time, and I told somebody my personality was somewhere between a silk plant and a piece of cardboard. <laughs> so <laughs> I, had to, that. Go in I had to have it back. I just needed awesome. it back. Uh, Caroline Sutherland is my uh, medical advisor and um, she's made a note that it's probably time for me to let that go so that will be the next step on my unfoldment I'm sure but I'm I'm percolating today let me just say that I'm still percolating as we stand right now so yeah and I think you can percolate with just about anything whether it's coffee water tea um, you know whatever the it all it all works it's just basically a process to like you know accept Accept yourself, love yourself, root in gratitude, and kind of go from there. Absolutely. No no doubt about it. What you um, have since kind of the beginning of your life, you've been um, real focused on, on giving and giving back and that kind of thing. Um, did your parents model that to you? Where did you kind of innately know that, one of the values and one of also the necessities, I think, of being on this planet is is giving to the planet. How did how did you get that early on? I've I've I'm sort of wired that way. I think that would be one thing my parents would say about me. I'm I definitely am wired that way. Uh, however, I would add that I think my parents are wired that way too. And uh, I I'll just share a story with you in my in my childhood. Um, we've gone through having a lot of money to being bankrupt in my childhood um, through the span of, you know, zero to 18. And um, I can remember one time when my parents um, were doing okay that year, they went into the church and said, this year we can afford it. Give us a list of, you know, to to the people in need of, of everything everybody is hoping for. And I think my parents went in there thinking, toys and TVs and, you know, that kind of thing. You're like, what's one thing everybody wants, you know, kind of thing. And it was for the, for, it was for needy people too and, and, and anybody who needed something for somebody else. But they went into the church and basically kind of said, what does the church need? Um, and what do the people of the church need? And I have this list still. It's on my wall right here. I have a copy of what people wrote. And it profoundly affected me. I was probably like nine. Mm. And it was things like... It wasn't TVs and all, you know, that kind of stuff. It was things like toilet paper, socks, underwear, you know, that type of stuff that you and, you know, that I know I'd never even thought people didn't, wouldn't have. Right. You know what I mean? I just assumed people had those things at that age. And boy, that has stuck with me my entire life. So I will be that person to go open a door or pay for somebody's coffee or help somebody in a grocery store who is having trouble or whatever. I'm just, I don't know. That moment right there reading that list, it made me cry and it made me so aware of other people and how different other people can be from you and you'd never know it. Mm, That's really powerful. That's really profound. 
Thank you for that. They bought everything uh, on that list, too, by the way. They went out, and everybody had this fabulous Christmas with all the things, and they bought more and everything. So that was that was a cool way to... I, I don't think my parents ever went, yeah, we've got a ton of money. They gave it away. Mm. It was cool. That's beautiful. Um, in your book, in uh, Percolate in the Community, do you offer, is it is it more the fundamental, the aspects of how to develop just a, a ground, uh, a base of where to operate from, or is it, does it include suggestions of what one can do in the in the online community or in uh-huh. the in the in community the, on, in book. the book in your book in the book uh-huh. um, yeah what percolate point eight is by the next round and it's I don't I don't think I I might have put that story in there I can't really remember <laughs> at this exact moment there you go see I told you I wouldn't remember exactly what I'd written because I've got stories all all over of course but it's but you um, write it's a being lot. yeah it's um. Being, it's being more aware of those around you and um, surrounding yourself with love, surrounding yourself with people who help you reach your goals, but also giving back to the community. Um, and, it, and it may be writing a check or it may be um, anonymously doing something for someone else, like random acts of kindness are fun, but it's, it's mostly about um, le- learning that it's about I, me, us, and we. And when you percolate I and when you percolate me and you percolate us and you percolate we, then you're percolating peace because it's full circle. Hmm. So it's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's about us. Kind of like that with the the way the Pope did that with his visit, with his, um, you know, the, the interdenominational service and all those things, being kind of bigger than all of it. And um, I I love that kind of feel to life, where we're bigger than all of it and rooted in gratitude and love. Mm, That's great. That's wonderful. Well, I know one of the reasons that it may be complex for you to remember every little detail about your book is that you're so active um, writing blogs and all different kind of things. I mean, you're like a social media guru out there. I have learned to love social media, and I think that's one of the tips, too, that I would give to new authors who would like to have a book published is to be real active and have some sort of following to, to you know, so people turn around and, and grab a copy of your book. Um, but I love social media, and I have a I have a rule with social media that for every post you post to promote something about yourself, you post 10 things about other people, so 10 posts about somebody else. So more than ever putting a post up about Percolate or anything like that, I really enjoy sharing other people's stuff, and that's really what the best, I have a community on Facebook called Best Ever You, and really what that is is just everybody sharing all of, uh, all about them, all about their radio shows, their books, their thoughts. Uh, whatever you want to share, it's a it's a pretty active community. There's there's a good five to ten posts a day in there usually, um, and it's not it's not promotional in nature, but rather here's an idea and here's how I can support you today um, with a new concept or something. So, but yeah, I love social media. How about you? Do you are you do you love social? Some people don't love social media. You seem like you're good at it and love it too. 
Um, you know, I, I do. I, um, I, I really do. I think it's a great way to um, promote and support, you know, causes, uh, philosophies, uh, belief systems. I, I absolutely do. And I, I think that, you know, each Facebook page has kind of a personality. I have like three different ones. One seems much more personal. The other seems more like, you know, self-promotional that we're all doing out there, not just me. You know, it, and it, <laughs> yeah, I know. I it's a very, it, it's a very interesting, you know, thing for sure. Um, I, I tend to, I did create a guideline for myself kind of recently not to read Facebook at night at, at the end of the day because, you know, you're kind of reading news feed and you hear of these stories or, you know, someone died and it, I go way in my head like, do I know them? You know, did I know them? Yeah, did I, I ever hear of them? And, do I, and then so I've, I've learned to, to use uh, selective time to, you know, delve in. But, yeah, I mean, in so many ways it's, it's brought uh, a lot of us uh, together that otherwise wouldn't be together, uh, connected that we wouldn't be, right? So... I think so, too, and I think if you, well, in mine anyway, um, I've got, um, I don't know, I, you know, I look at my Facebook feed, you know, a couple times a day, and what I like about the people that I'm interacting with is they're not afraid to share their emotions and thoughts, and I don't mean like a political rant or anything like that, but rather right. I mean like the power of prayer. Please pray for me. Um, I'm going in for surgery. Please pray for my... There was one yesterday um, from Noah St. John, um, who's a fellow Hay House author. He said, please Mm -hmm. pray for our... I think it was... I don't... His daughter's dog or his friend's dog or something like that. But they're... You know, it's it's all over the place with... um, You know, you can share a lot of different ways and share a lot of different things on Facebook. But that's one of my favorite things when people actually... um, are confiding in you that they're not feeling so well. And I think that's really powerful because the world shows up and it, it may change a life, save a life, help a life, make you feel better, put a smile on their face. And so I love it when people use Facebook like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I, I find that uh, totally um, in that I wrote about um, one of my Yorkie, my little Yorkie dogs, uh, dying and um, those kind of things. I mean, people really their their best colors come forward. They're very uh, empathetic, uh, very caring, and um, I, I find it's those personal things that people respond the most to. No, no doubt about it. Now that's very, very well said. Well, I want to remind everybody to go to um, Elizabeth's website because through that you can access her blog and see all the things she is doing on social media. It's Eliz, as in Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z Hamilton dot com. I want to thank all of you for your continued contributions to Unity Online Radio. It's because of you that we're able to serve so many countries and get such great feedback from all of you. We'll be right back after this short break.
ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart-Centered Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And here we are, welcome back, and we're learning various ways in which we can percolate. That's what it's um, all about. You know, uh, one of the things, Elizabeth, that you make a reference to is certainly one of my great role models on the planet. Love her, love her, love her message, love who she is, and that's the one and only Betty White. Betty White, we love you, and so our conversation would probably be, what would Betty White do? <laughs> Just about anything, yeah. She's so inspirational and so awesome, isn't she? She oh, yes. she reminds me of my, um, well, probably everybody, you know, my grandmother lived to be 100 years old, and she just never stopped. And, my, you know, I just, I, I just love Betty White. My kids say she's actually older than sliced bread, Mom. And I think they pull up a, uh, they pull up a date and everything. It's really funny. And they, she's just, it's, it's almost hard to talk about her because she's so cool. Um, you know, we watch her roasts for her birthday and all that stuff, and I've kind of got her memorized. But when I talk about Betty White in the book, I talk about getting really bold. Um, after Percolate Point One, where you're kind of allowing for changes, you know, you want to make a change or something's happened to you and you need to kind of go with the flow, um, mm-hmm. Percolate Point Two is about choosing a bolder brew, and I introduce Betty White into that because to me, she's just, um, she's she's got this, gutsy, I'll do anything, but I'm going to be so awesomely nice about it and smile and have this awesome positive energy and I'm going to love animals and I'm going to, you know, just be amazing in the world instead of negative. And, I, and I, I've modeled one thing in my life after her, and that's to really never get political. She, she'll, she says in a lot of things that she never takes a side politically because she doesn't want to alienate people. I believe that. I think there's certain topics that you can go on and they just instantly alienate people and they're divisive. And so that, to me, she isn't that way. She might be decisive, but not divisive. And I love that about her. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I like uh, Mother Teresa's model when as somebody asked her if she would join them in the fight against war, and she said that she doesn't give any energy to, to being against anything, but if someone asked her to be for something, um, and, and 
I, I'm with you, you know, and I think that's important to social media. And I, I say that often to our congregation when you're posting things. Do you really want that to be something that's out there, you know, four or five years from now or even right now in your posting and putting things up there? Is that something that really aligns with who you say you are? Um, it, it's, it's real and important. Um, I, I stay away from areas that um, I think tend to be what I call them diversions. You know, they're just diversions, and they're never really getting to the root of the heart of the true matter. And they just get people going, you know. And it's just, it's so important for people to filter, um, like you're talking about, to be able to filter between what's reality and what is um, so blown out of proportion, don't you think? I do, and and filter that energy in the right direction. Just move it, move it where it needs to be. And you know, I I coach a lot of people to, um, in the in the background. You know, we'll be we'll be fine tuning. You know, um, I've got another gal who's um, actually I'll go with the guy example. I had a guy um, who I was also helping lose weight, and for some reason I just I, I I'll take on people who want to lose weight, and it's fun, and we go through all sorts of learning things. But I noticed in his social media. Um, it was just negative thing after negative thing after negative thing, or the opposite, like YouTube videos of pet tricks, or you know what I mean, or, or rants, and just a, a, a really strange line to me, anyway, of social media. It wasn't, um, you know, it just wasn't happy, and so it was interesting how that tied in that just that social media thread and what he was thinking and posting had such a direct correlation into what he was eating and weighing. Mm. So how you place your energy, I think you go where you place your energy. And so if you're going to spend a lot of energy um, in the negative zone, you're going to go there. I think that's one thing. Uh, to me, Betty White's like the opposite of that. And I, well, I admire her so much because of she, she proves, um, you know, what I talk about in my book. There's a big difference between getting old, which is a choice, and, and loving your aging process, which is natural. And yeah. she is self-evident in how she continues to go, how she continues to um, move forward, um, keep living. Uh, it was Bob Dylan that said, you know, if you ain't busy living, you're busy dying, you know, that kind of thing. And and she just really exemplifies that. And the other part of it is that how she how she models, um, she donates um, significant amount of monies to animal rights. And that's always going to be one of my favorite people. And I know you're that way, too. You you work at a, a shelter helping cats in your spare time. Well, <laughs> yeah, everyone. Yeah, in my spare time. Yeah. Every, well, every once in a while we do. But um, my kids actually, for to graduate from high school here, we do community service. Um, each child has to do, I think, it's thirty or thirty-five hours of community service. And so we're, we're we've kind of always got a, a, hand, a helping hand at our heart animal shelter in Cumberland, Maine. Um, they're they're just lovely. They it's just a cat shelter. It, it doesn't euthanize cats. It, it rescues them, feeds them, loves them, places them all those things, and um, so we, we do a lot of volunteering there, and, uh, you know, every once in a while, a cat comes home, not going to lie. <laughs> we have three cats. And, they have uh, they're a sign. All... Uh, you didn't hear that? There's a there's a sign in Maine that the cats created. Go to Elizabeth's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, 
Yeah, we but we love doing you know we love doing our part and um, I and you were talking about your dogs at the break. You you said you went on a trip to Brazil and mm-hmm. and I'd love to hear about that again because that was that's pretty neat. I went to um, Abidjan, Brazil to see John of God. I wanted to have that experience up close and uh, personal. And um, like so many areas of, of the USA, you know, I mean, it was just hard to see the dogs. They were hungry, um, borderline starving, and they have like the major crisis of what they call in Brazil the street dogs. And... Yeah. Um, I just became attracted to several of them, and being vegetarian, I would go ahead and take my portion of meat and steak and chicken up for the day, and those dogs, they'd all be lined up waiting on me, and I just made a promise to them that I was going to get them back to the States, and I didn't single-handedly do it. I had another person show up, and two or three people, and we, we were able to get the dogs here, and we adopted them to U.S. families, and I'm still in touch with all of them. Um, but it is, it's exactly what you're talking about is that if you decide to allow yourself to percolate in the community, then the bottom line is, is that you don't have to have a bumper sticker on your car. You just pay attention to what knocks on your door and it, it's right there, you know, what you're called to do. Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. Yeah, and it might be baking cookies for kids and donating them. Like, you know, that's one thing I used to do. Uh, to, I, this is a cookie. I must need to make cookies or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you can make – I love what you just said because you can make a, a – contrib- you know, I'm not talking a monetary contribution. I'm talking about, you know, a contribution to society in such a small way, and it can have such an, a, a big impact on other people, especially when – other, you know, collectively, other people are doing things, you know, doing the same thing. So if it is a shelter or if it, you know, it is a, is a, you know, another cause, um, you can, you can make a big impact and, and percolate some peace out there with, you know, we, we need all the positive energy we can get, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know that you referenced it earlier and as you were saying with your guidance and teaching people, it just always goes back to if we all do a little, no one needs to feel like they have to do a lot. And it doesn't take a lot, you know, to create a sense of change and and knowing in confidence that the world indeed is better because we've been in it. It's been a pleasure to have you on, on our show today. I want to reiterate to everyone, you go to Eliz as in Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z, Hamilton.com, and you can read all about her. And she has some great blogs. They're very informative. I'm going to delve into some of those myself. Elizabeth, it's been a pleasure to have you. Much success with your book and all that you're doing. And let's just know for you that the best is yet to come. There's no doubt in my mind that that is the case. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And, and same with you, just blessings and Keep percolating all the things you're doing, and good luck with your next book. And I just—it's really a pleasure, and I hope you come on my show too. I would love that. Just contact <laughs> my producer, and I would love that. Make a my day. Cool. Thank you so much. Many Thank blessings. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. 
Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. of thousands of listeners like you have been transformed through the ministry of Paulette Pipe and her program Touching the Stillness one of the longest running programs on Unity Online Radio Paulette's latest album of guided meditations Blissful Stillness is a new and different experience the mystical quality of her beautiful voice will reverberate through a Zen style meditation, a mudra meditation, which are yoga hand positions to deepen your practice, and guided meditations, which we know and love. It features a new instrumental sound by Kelly Hunt with a bonus track by Kathy Savada. Experience a blissful immersion into quiet and stillness by purchasing your own copy at shop. Dot unityonline.org Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet where we support your spiritual growth Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting, no more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zender every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? 
Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, 
and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.